Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to the coin market. Choose your coin wisely. You choose a zombie coin. <laughs> I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, Managing Editor of Crypto for Bloomberg News. And this is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily Bloomberg iHeart podcast. It's Wednesday, July 13th. If you want an example of the intense optimism of a certain kind of crypto investor, here's one. Some folks are still buying the token known as Luna Classic, which has flatlined towards zero in the aftermath of the collapse of the Terra USD stablecoin. Why are people so willing to buy up zombie coins? I asked this question to Bloomberg senior reporter Mike Regan and Bloomberg reporter Miss Relina Agolfapulo to discuss the motivations of these risk takers. Mike, Miss Relina, you're back. <laughs> I get to talk to you again. Can't get rid of us. It's Thanks true. for having us. Um, such a pleasure. However, I do worry because when you're here, it means that chaotic things are happening <laughs> that <laughs> that we need to talk about. So today's chaotic thing or continuation really is, what, what should we call them? Should we call them zombie coins? <laughs> should we call them revenants? Mike, tell us about the the quest for value. I like that, zombie coins. Let's right. go with zombie coins. All right. They're coming to get you, Barbara. What's happening with zombie coins? Well, my favorite is Luna Classic. Uh, as listeners probably have heard by now, the whole <laughs> Terraform blockchain uh, imploded in the spring. Luna, the sort of flagship token on that uh, blockchain, was trading at about uh, $119 per token in uh, April, we'll say. Merely um, weeks ago. Yeah. As you know, Stacey, I love the abuse of the decimal system in crypto. At its low, it was trading for zero decimal six zeros, nine 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 six seven. That's its very low. So it's up ninety two hundred percent from its low uh, just last month. And at that price, uh, one dollar bought you just over one million tokens of Luna Classic. But to me, I'm fascinating with these uh, super low-priced coins. Um, because, like I said, at the low, you could buy one million of these tokens uh, for that price. And to me, I think that's no coincidence. I think uh, when someone realized I can... All right, maybe this thing is worthless, but if I can buy a million of them for one dollar, I'm in. I mean, who doesn't want to be a paper millionaire or a non-fiat millionaire? What kind of millionaire would that be? Crypto millionaire. Yeah, an imaginary millionaire, I guess. A a lunatic millionaire. But um, There we go. But someone else is buying them. And, you know, so this is a a token basically left for dead, but yet it lives on in this zombie life, as you pointed out. And, you know, it's trading hundreds of millions of dollars in, in volume a day. It still has a market cap of about half a billion dollars. So it 
you know, it's like the old Monty Python uh, movie. You know, I'm not dead yet. They, where they say, "Bring out your dead." I'm not Merely dead yet. Merely a flesh wound. <laughs> flesh the wound. other, the other Monty Python yeah. reference. So I don't know what it says about investor psychology, other than um, people will jump in and buy these ridiculously low price coins. And we saw it with uh, Shiba Inu. We saw it with Dogecoin. Um, when they get that low, there's a certain element of traders that are like. What the heck? I'll you know, here's my lottery ticket budget for for the week. I'm going to buy some some Luna Classic. And then the the pump and uh shill Twitter campaign just goes berserk. And you'll if you search for LUNC dollar sign LUNC, you'll see what I mean on Twitter just nonstop uh promotion of this thing. Obviously people that are are trying to get it up to to break a zero to 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 lose another one or of those zeros between the decimal point and the actual price. Is break a zero a real phrase? Is that it's, something it's, you I, invented? Yeah, it's I although someone invented it I think recently <laughs> to deal with these things. And it's broken two zeros, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, congratulations to the lunatics. Coming up, Elon Musk's appearance on Saturday Night Live this weekend didn't take Dogecoin to the moon. In fact, the fifth most valuable cryptocurrency retreated after his comments on Weekend Update and that word, hustle. Michelle, you've written about a different set of zeros, people who were chasing 25,000% returns on things. Tell us more about that corner of the market. You know, this is really fascinating just to hear sort of Michael describe what's been going on with Luna. And I think before we get into uh, what you just described, 25%, uh, 25,000% uh, yield return on some of these coins, I think we just need to back up and understand sort of like how this entire ecosystem came to prominence last year. And Michael mentioned Shiba Inu and Dogecoin, which really I think are the two coins that got this entire ecosystem started. The because, Trojan coins, as it were. Yeah, because those coins were, you know, worth essentially nothing. And then um, managed to get like a good following and a good hype around them to get their prices higher. And I think that sort of prompted the creation of all of these other, you can call them zombie coins, um, shit coins is another way that people a lot of times will call them in the DeFi space. And those coins could be created by anyone who mm -hmm. could copy the same white paper of another, you know, coin that ran the same way, get people to buy into it and sort of push the price up. And last year, we talked to so many investors who talked about the potential and the promise of this coin to you know, if you bought in, say, a million of them at zero point zero 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 two dollars, <laughs> if they were to, you know, one in a million become the next Bitcoin, you could make a lot of money. Off you would of have a million dollars at least. And I think <laughs> the appeal was you didn't really need to put that much money into it because it doesn't cost that much. Mm -hmm. And so if you're losing a hundred dollars, that's a loss. I think a lot of these investors said, you know, I'm happy to sort of take. Um, and so that created an entire ecosystem of a lot of other things happening. And going back to the 25,000% returns that we've written about is, you know, these these coins needed to give a reason to investors to stay in and not just buy in and then dump. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what they would do is they would offer, you know, a percentage return to any of the coin owners if those coin owners were willing to lend out their their coins for other several activities in the DeFi space. And they would promise returns of one to two to three percent per day that added up to be, you know, numbers like twenty five thousand percent annually. Mm -hmm. And so that was a way to incentivize coin 
um, investors to stay into these projects long term because a lot of these people didn't want these coins to be a one off. But the market was so saturated um, and that was just a way for them to, to jump in. I can't bear it any longer. I must take you back. Back to the grave, monsieur. I want to ask you a question about what you said, though. How long was long term? Long term in crypto uh, <laughs> lingo is like, you know, uh, a year maximum. Right. I mean, you know, I think coins like Dogecoin or Shiba Inu that have had the longevity that they've had are considered like decades in the crypto (laughs) world. These coins would come into prominence for for weeks and then would would get, you know, rug pulled if they were scams or would just lose the hype that you needed to maintain in order to make that coin, you know, have longevity. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it's a different market right now. You know, crypto markets getting a beating and a lot of that DeFi space where last year in a bear market where everyone had time to trade because they were, you know, at home, um, you know, it was it was it was thriving. And this year, it's just it's just not the same the same returns. There's definitely not the same energy. It's really hard to get people to buy into projects now. Um, and, And so those those returns that they were promised um, last year are just not, you know, possible anymore. Right. What's 25,000% on a dollar? That was, uh, coincidentally, I think that was my first credit card rate back in the (laughs) 80s. About 25,000%. We'll be right back with more from Bloomberg reporter, Miss Relina, and Bloomberg senior editor, Mike. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. I remember around last year when people were buying into Doge and Shiba, you had some anecdotes about, you know, folks that you knew 
that were kind of like Doge and Shiba millionaires, effectively. <laughs> right. How are they doing these days? Uh, not so good. They don't talk about it as, as much uh, as they used to. But, I, you know, to me, um, and, and Misty has probably interviewed a lot of people like this, you know, it's interesting when we, we hear so much from sort of the uh, high-minded crypto people who want to change the financial system and and, you know, disrupt this and disrupt that. And then on the other side, you hear from all the, the traditional financial people saying it's a big Ponzi, you know, it's a scam, uh, it, it avoid it all. I feel like those two are sort of the tails of the bell curve. Mm-hmm. And in the middle, you've got these guys like my friends. Um, you know, I hate to use the word degen or degenerate, but let's, <laughs> you know, that's that. I think that is the industry official term for it's them. the nomenclature. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just people who are like, I don't know if this is the future of finance or if it's a Ponzi or not. All I know is this coin was up a thousand percent last week. I want in. But I, I think there's also a lot of people who treated it as who went in, you know, clear eyed and knew this could all disappear overnight. Um, you know, the key is never to to invest too more than you can afford to lose in any in any type of situation, and especially this. You know, so um, yeah, they're not they're not wearing their Bitcoin necklaces like they used to, and uh, <laughs> the gold chains. Yeah, of I Bitcoin. think the laser eyes have, are gone from the you know your profile pictures. Don't look at it. Oh, Missy, you talked about the energy, right? Like, say more about, like, that vibe or lack of vibe. Yeah. So I think I, I'll definitely agree with, with Michael here. It depends on what kind of investor you are. And there's different kinds of crypto investors. If you are one of the crypto investors that jumped in in November when Bitcoin was at an all-time high mm-hmm. um, because you had FOMO, then odds are right now you're probably facing several losses. But I think there's still some crypto investors who see this as an asset class that, despite its its volatility, isn't going to go anywhere. Crypto is here and we're going to keep trying to find places to make money. Um, And I think a good example is uh, one of the people we spoke to who said that even though, you know, 25,000 percent yields uh, are not available anymore, a stable coin like USDC will give you maybe a 9 percent yield, which is not great compared to what it used to be, but they argue it's better than what banks will give you. Right. I mean, it's aggressively better than what banks will give you. Suspiciously better. (laughs) Suspiciously better. And they're happy to take that risk despite the collapse that we've seen the past uh, few months. But all in all, you know, I feel like last year we just saw so much of the hype Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I think that um, this was a good reality check for a lot of people. I think that it's a lot harder to get that sort of momentum. Um, And I think a lot of the people who were the sort of facilitators and instigators of that hype throughout the last year have really cooled down. And I'm talking about, you know, popular Twitter accounts, Mm -hmm. popular Instagram accounts, popular Discord channels where a lot of these conversations were taking place. Just as a, as a final question, because you've both reported, I think, on the, the ups and downs and, and the shenanigans. What do you think is coming next? Like when, whenever, you know, financial markets go through cycles, right? There's like in every in every bust are the seeds of the next boom. Is there anything that you're seeing where you're like, huh, that's going in an interesting direction, contra anybody else? Well, I think uh, to Missy's point about these suspiciously high yields, I think there's, you know, and I'm uh, I'm not necessarily basing this on any reporting. It's just what I would guess is going to happen next is that 
Now there's going to be a, a, a more skeptical eye uh, pointed at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, is this yield they're promising sustainable? And we might get to the point like, you know, what's what's the going treasury yield at? Like three and a quarter. You know, if you can get three and a half out of crypto, that might look more attractive than mm-hmm. trying to get 20 percent and, and beating the system. Like, is there a way is there legitimately a sustainable way to beat traditional finance yields? in a safe or at least not ridiculously unsafe manner in crypto. And I think that's where, you know, uh, people are going to focus next is like how much of this was all sort of snake oil salesmen and how much, you know, what is the real potential for yield farming and rewards from staking in crypto that's sustainable and not so so risky that people are going to just stay away a mile away from it. A return to boring. <laughs> Which is good for guys like me. You know? <laughs> Um, I think that there's definitely a lot of parallels to what's happening now with what happened in the dot-com bubble. I mean, we just hear this over and over and over again. And when I talk to a lot of these investors uh, that throw money into crypto, I think although the losses have been the, have been sort of, you know, big, um, I think they're excited to see what comes out alive on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all been waiting for this moment because it's just such an oversaturated market. So it's nice to see what projects can actually survive, what coins are actually going to be there for the, the long haul, if, if, if I may. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an eye, something to keep an eye on. Um, separately, I think the, the M&A industry, crypto industry is becoming increasingly... Mergers um, and acquisitions. Yeah, mergers and acquisitions industry within crypto is becoming increasingly interesting. Obviously, you know, we had some news out about Robinhood potentially being acquired by by FTX. I think, you know, it kind of feels like we're in the same place we were when sort of Facebook was buying everything, you know, 10 years ago. Ooh, FTX is the Facebook of this cycle. (laughs) I I guess, you know, um, and I think that, you know, that was a crazy announcement. It obviously hasn't been officially announced yet. But if that were to happen, you're seeing some of, you know, the the biggest uh, crypto exchanges getting access to the U.S. stock market mm-hmm. um, crowd in a way that I think is going to be very interesting to, to keep an eye out. I'm going to predict fewer Super Bowl ads, too. <laughs> go out on a limb That's and actually say a good point. not as many Super Bowl <laughs> But what Bowl about ads. what about celeb endorsements? Because uh, I don't know. Because I don't know. If, if I'm a celeb, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to stick the, with the idea. Ronaldo. 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 <laughs> Come on. Was it Binance? It was Binance, right? That's crazy. So, yeah, we'll see. We definitely will. And we'll have you back to talk about more chaos in the future. Thank you, Ms. Relina. And thank you, Mike. You can find more of Mike Regan's reporting on the Bloomberg Terminal on Bloomberg.com or follow him on Twitter. He's at Reganonymous. And you can find Missy or Miss Relina on the Bloomberg Terminal on Bloomberg.com. And of course, she's also on Twitter. Her handle is at Miss Relina. That's M-I-S-Y-R-L-E-N-E. Since the founding document that led to the invention of Bitcoin first appeared in 2008, Bitcoin's true believers have adopted a philosophy that resembles one for all and all for one. Or so the theory goes. In Bitcoin, everyone's equal. But does that theory match the reality of the ecosystem? Tomorrow, data scientist Alyssa Blackburn and Dr. Erez Lieberman-Aden, an associate professor at Baylor College of Medicine, join me to discuss their research into who controlled Bitcoin in those very earliest days. I'm Stacey Marie Ishmael, and this is Bloomberg Crypto, a daily podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Email your questions, comments, or suggestions for the show to crypto at Bloomberg.net. And you'll find us on Twitter at Crypto. The supervising producer of Bloomberg Crypto is Vicky Vergalina. Our producer is Mohamed Farouk. Desta Wonderad is our engineer. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.